0: Hey everybody, what's going on? It is Reverend Lyle Lewis coming at you one more time with one more episode of my Pain Fighters slash Preaching Podcast. How y'all doing? Hope that everybody's doing well. Uh, I'm glad to be back on the air with you guys and to share more of the Word of God with you uh, in another segment. Um, As you all know, uh, I come from the Word Evangelistic Church where my pastor is Prophet Willie C. Townsend. My co-pastor is Prophet Sinead Townsend. Um, 10501 South Avenue J In Chicago, Illinois We have a telecast Um, We have a stream line That comes on YouTube Comes on live on YouTube Or you can check us out on our website www.wordevangelisticchurch.com You know, I think we got a Facebook page Hey, check us out We got good things happening Word of God's always going forth Lots of knowledge, lots of wisdom Anybody who's looking to be spiritually fed you're in the right place. If whether you're listening to me or you're listening to my pastor, you know, I'm only going to teach you what I've been taught. And I mean, Hey, what, you know, it's what the Bible told me to do. He said, take what you hear and commit it unto faithful men. So, you know, I just preach the word of God and, you know, I hear and I listen and I learn and then I take what I've learned and I preach it out. You know, that's, that's what I do, you know? Um, so, Here we go. Today's uh, segment is we're going into the parable of the foolish virgins and the wise virgins. Now the reason why I wanted to do this is because, uh, like I said, I like to take the word of God and I like to break it down and use it in relevant times of today. You get so many people go to these churches where they go to and they hear these parables but they're not being taught anything. They're not being taught like, how is this relevant to you in today's time? Or, you know, how is this relevant to a Christian that's looking out To determine what to look for In other Christians And what to look for In people who are professing salvation But aren't living up to the works And the standards of the word of God And you know what I'm saying There's no knowledge being preached In these churches So when they hear stories Like Daniel in the lion's den Or they hear the parables That Jesus Christ was talking about Or you hear You know all these Like Old Testament uh, uh, Bible stories There's no knowledge No deep revelation Hidden within it They're just telling you a bible story just you know they might as well just crack open a book and read you cinderella you get what i'm saying because there's nothing there really is nothing that's going on and whatever little so-called knowledge they give you is nothing basis is is nothing more than what you'll find out in the after school special you know you can watch a cartoon and get the same conclusion from a cartoon that you'll get from this pastor and you know they're supposed to be somebody who's preaching the word of god it's like come on no you know um, You know You go to church You're supposed to go to church To learn things To hear the word of God And grow thereby Not go and learn something That you already know You hear what I'm saying Like of course You know, you read a certain Bible story, anybody can get the basic meaning of it, but what about the hidden hidden meaning of how it affects the heart, of how it affects the mind, of how it affects the spirit, of how it affects your surroundings, how to use it to your advantage, how how to use it against Satan and the principalities and trials and tribulations, these types of things they don't tell you about because they don't have the knowledge. I've been given the knowledge. My pastor has the knowledge. You know, when you got people who have the knowledge, we need to share it. So I have it. Other good people in God have it. The people that are saved and Holy Ghost filled and, and and living for God. That's the reason why the Bible said I've sent some apostles, prophets, teachers, uh, evangelists for the perfecting of the saints. I Meaning and these people who I've given my spirit to, these people who I deal with, these people who I've given a message to, they are the ones who will go and they will preach these messages to the church and they will share this with other saints so that these people can grow and move on to perfection and grow and, and and hear the word of God and become better men and women of God and learn how to run their households and learn how to run their lives and things like that so like I said you know I like to, like to take the word of God and I like to break it down and you know um I'll probably be doing a lot of parables and probably be doing a lot of Bible stories also, but I'm not going to do it the way that the churches do it. Like I said, I'm going to actually break them down to how, you know, the actual spiritual meaning of how it actually affects you, of what this actually means for you in today's time, not you know, um, this is how it was back in those days. I don't need a history lesson. I need to know how to battle my mind today. I need to know what spirits to look for to battle against today. I need to know what kind of spirits and what kind of forces of Satan from other people or within myself are attacking me today. You know what I'm saying? Me hearing about um, the the 10 foolish and the 10 wise virgins and only hearing about the back then and you know what it meant back then doesn't do me any good today. You know what I'm saying? But me hearing about what it was back then and how it is relevant in today's time, that my friends, that my brothers and sisters is what we, are, we all need, all of us. I don't know everything. I'm not gonna pretend like I know everything, but that what I do know, man, I'm happy to share it. I'm happy to talk about it. So we're gonna go ahead and dive into this. 10 wise and 10 foolish. Now, this time is going to be another two part. This is going to be a two part series because you only got the wise and the foolish. Today, I'm going to deal with the foolish. And here's the reason why I'm going to deal with the foolish. Now, you hear, uh, the message, uh, Jesus Christ gave the parable of the, of the virgins, of 10 virgins. Five were wise and five were foolish. And you had it where, um, you know, they all went out to wait for the bridegroom. And, It wound up being that it got late and they fell asleep. And then in the process of them falling asleep, it said at midnight, a cry was made saying that the bridegroom cometh. And they said that the the, the five wise, the the five foolish, they all woke up. And they said that the five wise, they trimmed their lamps, they cut their lamps on. They said the foolish, they tried to trim their lamps and cut them on, but they didn't have any oil. And they turned to the wise and said, give us of your oil. And the wise said, not so. You need to go and buy your own oil because I don't have enough for me and you. And they said, they went and they bought it and they came. They said, in the process of them leaving to go buy the oil, said the bridegroom came. He was actually there. So, I mean, when they woke up, he hadn't actually made it there exactly at that second, but he was on the way. And they said, when they left, he showed up and he took the five wise, those that were ready, in with him and he said that the foolish when they came and they were like okay they came and banged on the door i said hey you know we have you know we got the oil and we're already in set you know let us in jesus christ said i never knew you he said depart from me i i never knew you now like i said we're gonna break this down into how is this relevant in today's time so here we go now the reason why i chose to do the foolish first is because um Mainly because you will get it where folks will hear about the wise and they will hear the good stuff that I have to say about the wise and automatically find a way to justify themselves into fitting themselves into one of those categories, you know, or they'll hear one or two good things. And, oh, you know, uh, no. Let's go with the, you know what I'm saying And then also I like to do, you know, I'm kind of person Like, you know, if somebody's like, I got bad news and good news which Give me the bad news first That's just me And I'm not saying the word of God is bad news I'm not saying that at all But I'm just saying, you know, more or less Give me the the the, the harshest stuff first Give me the, the stuff that's hardest to swallow And hardest to take first You know what I'm saying Then give me the edifying stuff Because, you know, the harshest stuff Is the stuff that I need to work on That's the stuff that's going to attack me that's the stuff that I need to deal with that's the stuff that's going to help me to grow you know what I'm saying the good stuff I hear is going to only inspire me to do better you know what I'm saying whereas the 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 stuff that's hard to swallow is going to actually correct my mistakes and show me where I'm going wrong yeah this will help me to grow but it'll help me to grow a lot better than it will if i just hear all good things you know what i'm saying a lot of churches that's all they want to do is they want to tell you all the good stuff but they don't want to tell you all the bad stuff they want to tell you you know how god and jesus are love and blah 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 but they don't tell you that there's an angry and a fearful wrathful side to god and that you know what i'm saying that um you know god is the one that made the word of god he's going to judge you according to the word of god and everything he put in his word he's going to uphold that in the day of judgment and you know nobody wants to tell you the the, the fearful side of god everybody just wants to you god is love tell me the fearful side first tell me the side that other people want to throw the sheet over that other people will neglect to teach that's why I bring you the the, the 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 more harsher side of things first, because that is what a lot of these churches refuse to teach. They refuse to teach the harsh side. They just want to say, God and Jesus are love. And in the process of doing that, you got a lot of half safe people out here. You got a lot of hypocrites. You got a lot of unbelievers. You got a lot of people out here who just believe that, you know, uh, as long as they have a knowledge of God, they're walking into heaven, or as long as they're good people, they're walking into heaven. No. There's rules, regulations, standards, requirements that come with serving God. And if nobody is telling you these things by telling you the harsher side of the word of God, and when I say the harsher side of the word of God, yet again, I'm not meaning that in the sense of the word of God is bad. I mean the harsher side, in other words, the side where, like the Bible said, it said, note the goodness and the severity of God. Everybody wants to preach on the goodness who's preaching on the severity? My pastor is preaching on the severity. Therefore I preach on the severity. Yes, I am a hellfire and 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 brimstone type minister, but I'm also, I preach good things, but I'm gonna tell you the hellfire and brimstone part first, so that you can come to grips with yourself, get yourself right, so that then this way, when I preach an edifying message, you can hear that, and it can inspire you to keep going in that direction. Get what I'm saying? I can't edify you to do good if you're doing wrong. If I edify you and you're wrong, then you're going to keep going wrong. But if I if I give you the word of God, where it shows you knowledge and wisdom, then the word of God can correct you. You get yourself right. And then when the edifying message comes, you can praise God. And then you can grow in knowledge, wisdom, and grow the right way rather than keep going the wrong way that is one thing that went wrong with these 10 foolish virgins they wanted to do things their way now see a lot of times you get it where people hear the word of god or they read the word of god and they justify themselves in the word of god and they figure i'll still do it my way or they figure i don't have to do all that it doesn't take all of that or you know let me under- let me get you to understand something if the bible says that you should do it a certain way do it the way the bible tells you to do it if the bible tells you don't commit fornication that means don't commit fornication not don't commit fornication unless you're living with the person or don't commit fornication unless you're engaged to them and you two know you're going to be married no it means don't commit fornication at all point blank period if the word of god says don't kill it means just that don't kill now don't get me wrong there you know that you know a lot of you like well what if and what if and what if and what if hey look majority of us are not in a position where we have had to kill somebody all right bible says don't kill anyone for those who are put in those predicaments you know uh, that's something that i can't touch i don't know how god's going to judge that you know i'm i'm pretty sure he wouldn't send you i'm pretty sure that if you're truly saved, notice what I said, if you're truly saved, if you're truly in God and you were ever put in a predicament where you it was either your life or theirs, uh, like I said, I, yeah, that's kind of a gray area. That's a very good, I have to I have to talk to my pastor about that and ask him that question. I would really have to, because you know, there's so many scriptures that would back up, that would justify it. And there's so many scriptures that kind of go against it. That's a good question. I will have to stick a pin in that one, but like I said, majority of us have never been put in that predicament. So no, there there is no reason why we, the Bible says don't do it, don't do it. You know what I'm saying? And when I say people who have to, I mean like people who are like police officers, or you know, it's like a mother who has to protect her children, and it's life and death. Or, you know, stuff like that. Like I said, I, uh, gray area. I can't touch that, at least not right now. I'll wait till God gives me the knowledge and wisdom on that. I'll ask my pastor about it and have him break that down for me. But like I said, for those of us who just like, you know, but here's the thing, back onto the original subject. Now, like I said, if the Bible tells us not to do it, it means just that, don't do it. Now, what if, now, 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 this goes into many avenues. You get what I'm saying? Because like you look at fornication and people will just look at it. Well, I'm not sleeping with her. Yeah, but do you look at her and lust after her? Do you look at this man that you're not married to and lust after him? That's fornication in the mind. See, there's so many different avenues. You know what I'm saying? The Bible says if you hate your brother, you're a murderer. You get what I'm saying? So there's so many things. We have to come up to the word of God and we have to strive to come up to the word of God in all areas. See, these foolish virgins were given instruction to go and wait. They knew when the time would be that the bridegroom came. I'm pretty sure that they knew. Cause you're looking at it like, if they brought lamps then obviously they knew that they would have to use these lamps. They knew that it was a possibility that they would have to use these lamps. So with them having that knowledge that they would have to use these lamps, why not bring oil, right? Why not be prepared in case you have to use it? It's like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, bringing a gun Bringing a gun with no bullets to a gunfight. Like, dude, you know you're going to be using this gun. Why didn't you bring the ammunition? You know, you, 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 here it is. You go to work and you went to work without your work boots you knew you would need work boots you knew you need work clothes you know you don't know understand that's like me jumping up wearing my my, my, my me, me being a mechanic and i jump up and wear my sunday's best into the shop talking about let's get started like no dude you know, don't you know you know you are about to get dirty and, and 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 soaked in oil and grease and gas and god knows what else why would you wear the best clothes that you have to come and do this kind of work You're not prepared to do this kind of work It's the same way with them They weren't prepared Why? Because they didn't take heed To what it was that they were told to do They were told to, I'm pretty sure that somebody told them You might want to take your lamp well, It's no telling what time he's coming What happens in today's time People are given instruction And they're told to do things a certain way Or they're told to perform certain tasks and then they go and do it their own way they go and do it the way that they think it's supposed to be done they go and do it in a way that is completely off balance of what it was they were told to do and then in the process of them doing it this way they justify themselves or they basically just feel as though there's nothing wrong with it you know they'll tell everybody like no i'm okay i can do it this way it's okay it don't take all that i'll be all right but then where they had to actually give an account for it. Then they want to throw up 155 excuses I didn't know. Nobody told me I was supposed to do it like that. Well, uh, uh, how was I supposed to know that this was going to happen or that was going to happen? When you're in God and the word of God comes and it rebukes you or it gives you instructions, the first thing you need to do is humble yourself. The second thing you need to do is listen. And the third thing you need to do is humble yourself again. And here's the reason why I say that, humble yourself. In other words, understand, when the word of God is going forth, you have nothing greater to throw up against it. Especially if you're trying to be saved. If you really are trying to be a good Christian or a good whatever it is. I don't give a hell what religion you are. Being saved. We'll just keep it at that. If you really are trying to be saved, there is nothing you can say that can tackle the word of God and take it down. If the word of God says you're wrong, you're wrong. If the word of God says you're right, you're right. If the word of God says you're not justified, you're not justified. There's nothing you can say. Now, it's one thing if something went down and you actually you actually have good logic and reasoning to have done something. That's one thing. It's a whole other thing when you're trying to throw up an excuse for something that you knew you were supposed to do or not supposed to do. And this is what happens. You get it where so many times people throw up excuses. And they say that that's a good reason. Even if you do have a good reason. This is why I also say humble yourself. You might have a good reason why you did it. But if the word of God says you're wrong, you got to just accept the word of God as it is and move on. There have been many times I thought that I had a good explanation, but I didn't. And even if I did, I still did not buck against the word of God. I still didn't kick against the word of God. I still didn't say the word of God is wrong. I humbled myself. Then I listened to what the spirit of God had to tell me because the spirit of God knows all things. And the spirit of God has told me on many occasions, you can't do this because of that. You were wrong in this area because of this. Yeah, you might have been okay to do this, but you didn't do this, or you didn't do it this way. Or, and when I listen to what the word of God has to say, then I get to hear where I went wrong. So you get to where a lot of times, people hear the word of God what well, they they I mean they, they 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 don't hear the word of God so therefore they never know where they went wrong so therefore they keep doing the same dumb thing over and over again because they won't listen instead of listening to the word of God and learning they want to justify themselves and get upset and let satan deal with their mind let anger and frustration deal with their mind let their feelings deal with their mind they want to get all up in their emotions and everything like that and then they 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 they, they totally miss what God was trying to tell them and then turn around and make the same foolish mistake see here's the difference between us and the foolish virgins they only had one shot We got several And you get it where in the process of us having several opportunities To get things right We're constantly getting things wrong Because we don't listen to the word of God and take it in We don't listen to the word of God Put it in our heart and put it in our mind And grow thereby Instead we might just hear what the word of God said We might just hear what was told to us We might just hear how we've been rebuked But we don't take it serious Oh, we don't retain it and hold on to it. We don't put it in our hearts. We don't take it in with full intention to bring forth works, meat for repentance or things along those lines. We just heard it. Therefore, it just went in one ear and right out the other. Didn't ping pong off a of nan corner in your head. Didn't hit no walls in the brain to register that, I need to change this, I need to get this right. No, it just in one ear, out the other and hit the wall that's it then when we make the same foolish mistake again we wonder how did this happen well did you listen to the instruction did you listen to the rebuke did you listen to the correction did you listen to the word of god last time that told you you did this wrong and told you why you did it wrong and told you how not to do it again no they heard it but they can't bring it back to their remembrance because they didn't put it in their heart to where they don't sin against god this is why David says, I word, I put it in my heart that I may not sin against thee because he understood that if he does not hold the word of God closely to his heart, That when Satan himself or whatever situation comes up against him that's not pleasing unto God, that's the way he's going to go. Whatever way that is foolish, that is the way he is going to go. But because the word of God is full of instruction, knowledge, and wisdom, he puts it in his heart that he will always know what right steps to take in God. He'll always know the right moves. I don't say this to justify myself or anybody else. Nobody is perfect, but that doesn't mean that we can't move on to perfection. That doesn't mean we can't strive for perfection. That doesn't mean that we cannot fight ourselves and our flesh and our minds and the ways that we have and things like that to where we can be pleasing unto God. We can still be pleasing unto God even though we are not perfect. God knows we're not perfect. He knows the kind of flesh that we have. This is the reason why Jesus Christ came and died for our sins. Because God understands. No, you are weak in the flesh. But this is also the reason why he said the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Because he knows that somehow, somewhere, we're going to wind up messing things up, making mistakes, falling short, or whatever the case may be. But see, here's the thing. Only a fool would use that as a crutch. It's one thing to use that as a means to pick yourself up and move on to perfection. It's another thing to use it as a crutch to stay down and stay in your mess. This is the reason why the Bible says a righteous man. Notice what the Bible says. A righteous man fallen several times and gets back up. He gets back up and he keeps moving. A fool is going to just stay in their mess. I'll put it to you like this. You get it where you have a wise person and a fool fall into the same predicament. Let's say you get a man and a woman. One of them is wise, one of them is fool. Is a fool, okay? Now, both of them get mixed up in some stupidity. Both of them do a foolish thing, okay? Well, if they're wise, I'm just using this as an example, just as an example, okay? Let's just say the man and the woman wind up committing fornication. Like I said, just an example. All right. Now, one of them is wise. And when I say one of them is wise, is meaning one of them will listen to the word of God. The other ones are fool. They're not. The word of God comes to both of them. And says you committed fornication. You did wrong in the eyesight of God. You need to repent and do the works thereof. Now, The wise one of them, let's just say it's the woman that's wise. She turns to God, repents right there. Lord, I heard your word and I'm sorry. I won't do that again. I'll make sure to fight my flesh. I'll make sure to fight my urges and my desires. And from here on out, until I am married, this will never happen again. And she goes on in God. She hears the word of God. She hears the instruction. And from that day forward, she shows works by leaving all lustful things. She stays away from things that war against her flesh. She knows that this man, she, she's weak to this man. She likes this man. She loves this man. She's in lust towards this man, whatever. Basically, she knows she goes around here and she's going to fall. So she stays away from him. Does more things to get more involved in God to where uh, more spiritual things occupy her mind and occupy her spirit. More spiritual things occupy uh, her thoughts during the day rather than carnality and lustful things and so forth and so forth. So she does that, grows thereby. She never does this again. But you get the man who's a fool, he winds up falling right back in the same position. You wanna know why? He heard the same thing the chick heard. And he was like, well, I mean, what was I supposed to do? I mean, I haven't had sex in three years. I, I'm, I, I, I need to get some relief too. I mean, the pastor that's preaching this, he's married. I mean, and next thing you know, what do you, what's the first thing he does? He may hear it and he might just be like, whatever leave it alone for a couple of days. But then once his urges jump back, he doesn't bring back to his memory what the word of God said because he was too busy angry and frustrated trying to make excuses and justification against the word of God while it was going forth. Therefore didn't hear the message to the fullest. Therefore did not take it and therefore did not put it in his heart to grow thereby like the wise woman did. Now this foolish man jumps up and he's trying to call a chick. She's staying away from him. She's wise. She heard the word. She repented. She understands. There's more at stake that, 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 you know what I'm saying? This little five, 10, 15, 30 minutes of thrill that, that y'all had is not worth an eternity of burning in hell. But for him, doesn't matter. And he go, He goes on, okay, she doesn't, she doesn't get it, okay, fine. She doesn't call him back, she does not respond to him. She's avoiding him, fine. What does he do? He goes find somebody else. And then he winds up sleeping with them. And you get it where this fool winds up doing more bad things and more bad things until he winds up getting caught up. He gets, well, he winds up getting busted, laying up with some other man's wife, or he winds up having kids that he didn't want to have. Now he's got a world of problems with that. He winds up catching some disease out there. Anything could wind up happening. But the wise person heard the word of God, repented. Gave her life to God and moved on Stopped doing it Her life is good The other guy Hey He could just be caught up now He's just addicted to sex I mean that's The the addiction alone Could wind up having to be Where he's living a miserable life You never know But when you don't listen to the spirit of God It never ends up well for the individual It doesn't It does not you know, don't let these people fool you who, you know what I'm saying? Don't let these, don't let these people who were foolish enough to leave God and leave the word of God. Don't let them fool you. They may go out there and you may see him on Facebook all happy and smiling and pictures and I'm living a good life. No, they're not. I'm telling you that right now. They're not. Their lives are full of hardship. Their lives are full of, of doubt. Their lives are full of, they're constantly thinking about the church that they left. They're constantly thinking about God. They're constantly plagued with these things. Yeah, they, they pretend and they flaunt and they flounce, but I assure you, they're not happy. They are depressed. They just don't show it. They're miserable. They just don't show it. They want to come back to God, but they can't. You know how How horrible that feels to want to do something and you can't. It's a horrible feeling, especially when it's nothing that's really holding you back but you. See, you look at the the foolish. They went out unprepared a fool in today's time is going to go into life unprepared. They're going to tackle things in life unprepared. And what I mean unprepared without God. Now a lot of people look at it like, "Well, I did this with God, I did that with God, and it still failed." Well, you got to look at it with either A, you did it outside of the outside of the will of God, or B, it was God's will that this failed be it to protect you or be it to help you to learn something. But to those who do not have God You're running out there doing things Or to those of you who do have God But you're not doing things wise According to the word of God You're still being foolish It's not going to work out for you You can talk to so many people not working out for them You want to know why? They do not accept instruction Only a fool does not listen to correction and instruction These Five foolish virgins were given the same instructions that the five wise were given. So the question is, is, how is it that you get one set of them don't get good results and the other ones do, but yet they were all given the same instructions? These five were given the same instructions that the other five were given. They were all given instructions together. Go out and tarry, wait for the bridegroom to come. Take your lamps with you, because you never know when he may come. He might come during the day. He might come in the middle of the night. All I do know is take your lamps and just be ready for them. That was the instructions. They took the lamps but they still weren't ready because they didn't have oil in the lamp. Therefore, okay, I'll put it to you like this. If it's time for me to take a test and I studied for the test, but didn't bring a pencil, I brought nothing to write with. I'm still gonna fail the test, right? If, you, if they said you have to take this test, by yourself nobody's going to be in the room you know once this door is closed it cannot once this door is closed if you open this door the test is over there is no you know so you know study for the test bring you a calculator bring you two or three pencils uh we'll have a pencil sharpener in the room uh you know or you know and you don't you don't follow those instructions you might have prepared for the test you might have studied for the test but here it is you brought nothing to write with you brought the calculator but you brought nothing to write with how does that translate to those who are moving on in God who are trying to live or to hypocrites or whatever how does that apply to us today well I'll put it to you like this. You got a lot of people, they have the Bible in hand, but they're still not pleasing God. You got a lot of people that died who attended church, but yet they still went to hell. You got a lot of people who were given the word of God in great abundance, mind you. Great knowledge, great wisdom, great understanding, great instruction and still died, stood before God and went to hell or in our in hell burning right now. Why? They did not accept instruction. You got people who they went to the same church. One person went to heaven. The other person went to hell. They were both given the same instruction. They were both given the same word of God. So how is it one went up and one went down because the one that went down did not listen to the word of God, but both of them were professing salvation. The Bible tells me that broad is the way, wide is the gate and many go therein that lead it to destruction. Many are going in that direction that's leading to the instru- destruction. Why? Because they don't want to take heed to what the word of God is telling them. Said narrow is the way. that lead it to eternal life. Only few are gonna find it, why? Because only few are going to go the distance to do whatever it takes to come up to the standard of the word of God. Now here's, let's just say that they told them to take the lamps, but they didn't tell them to take oil. Would the um, foolish virgins still be justified? Well, according to the word of God, absolutely not. And here's why. Why would you take a lamp and not be able to use it? Why would you take a lamp and not have it prepared to use? It's the same way in today's time. Why do you carry a Bible that you don't know how to use? Why do you carry a Bible that you refuse to use? Why do you carry a Bible you refuse to be obedient to? Why do you call in the name of God? And here it is, you're not obedient to God. You're not living for God. You're not trying to do anything that God would have for you to do, yet you say you know God. Yet you say you're living for God. Yet you say you know your Bible. Why would you confess that you read your Bible and here it is, you're not doing anything the Bible tells you to do. Basically, I can call you a fool and here's why. It's not that I'm judging you, but I'm telling you what the word says. Those that know to do good and don't are beaten with many stripes. So therefore, what you're telling me is you know what God requires of you. You know what God would have for you to do and you're not doing it. I call that a fool right there. So when you die and you go to hell, why why should anyone feel sorry for you? I'll put it to you like this. It's like you tell your child time and time again, don't touch that iron when it's on, when it's plugged up, it's hot. Don't touch it. Don't play with it. Don't fool around with it. Stay away from it. That's what you tell the child. Then one day they come crying to you and you say, what happened? What's wrong? And they say, I touched the iron and I burned my finger. Should you have compassion on that child? After you warn them time and time and time and time again. Now, of course, you'll probably ask, what happened? What do you mean you touched it? Of course, we all know what it means that they touched it, but you wanna go, you want them to go into detail. What do you mean you touched it? What were you doing? What happened? Cause you want to know, is it that they didn't know that the, maybe, you know, you had the iron on the ironing board, they were in there playing, weren't paying attention. And you know, they, you know, playing around like children do, touch the iron, not knowing it was there. Or, you know, somebody else was using the iron and you know, they walk by and they accidentally just walked past it, touched it. Whatever, you just wanna know, okay, what happened? And you hear that they were like, well, I looked at the iron and I walked over and I tried to grab it and it was hot. Okay, now the parent knows I can't have compassion on this child. I told them not to do it. They went and did it anyway. This is the reason why God kicked Adam and Eve out of the garden. He told them, don't eat this. Just, you can eat, you can do whatever you want. Just don't touch this. Don't do this. And what did they do? They went and did what God told them not to do. Should he have had compassion on them? Hell to the no. No, he should not. And here's why. He gave them instructions not to do it. Then you wonder why so many people in today's time, especially people who are professing salvation, fall on hard times. The first thing that person wants to do is they want to blame the church. No, the church is providing you're in a good church, providing you're in a church that's preaching the word of God, providing you're in a church that is giving you proper knowledge and instructions of how to live as a saved person and how to live for God and how to live for your family, how to live for yourself and how to live in this world, but still be pleasing unto God, providing you're in one of the good churches, not one of these religious churches, not one of these Bible storytelling churches, not one of these politician churches, not one of these churches that justify you in your marriage or you let these people live in sin and don't give them no kind of rebuke or correction or nothing, but let them do what they do, providing that they just pay their tithes and offering. I'm not talking about these bad churches. I'm talking about a good church, one that preaches the word of God the way that Christ would have for them to preach it and enforces the word of God within the church. That's the kind of church I'm talking about. If you go to one of these churches and you do something wrong and you wind up in hard times, it's because you did not accept the teaching, the instruction, the knowledge, the wisdom that was given out to you by that spiritual leader, because that spiritual leader is in contact and in tune with God. God gives him the instruction, telling you what to do, telling you how to operate, telling you what not to do, what steps to take, what steps not to take, which way to go, what way not to go, what to touch, what not to touch who to be involved with who not to be involved with the word of god covers everything it tells you about your mind It tells you about your flesh it tells you about people it tells you about your job it tells you about your kids it tells you about your husband it tells you about everything and the word of god is so in in depth and in tune with you because god created you who better to tell you how to fix you than the person that made you so when you don't follow these instructions and you wind up shipwrecked off on the side somewhere you wind up like like one of the, the 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 seeds that got choked by the word i mean not got choked by the word but got choked by the cares of this world or or, or 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 didn't take root in the word of god and and you wind up you know leaving the church or you know the word of god just it didn't register in your mind because you didn't take it in you let satan steal it you're called a fool because you heard the knowledge and the wisdom and you did not retain it. This is what happened with the foolish. They heard the knowledge and the wisdom that was given to them, they did not retain it. In today's time, we hear the word of God being preached. We hear pastors on TV telling you, get saved, get in God, live for God, live saved so that you'll die and go to heaven. And then we die and stand before God and wonder why he's sending us to hell. Did you follow the instructions that you heard? Those people who are playing and pretending church or they were saved and they backslid. They're wondering, why is life so hard for me? Why is everything bad happening to me? I don't understand what's going on. Did you hear what the word of God told you to do and what not to do? Are you listening to the word of God? Are you obedient to the word of God? Are you following the instructions that were given to you? If the answer is no, that is your answer. It is not your mom, your dad, your brother, your sister, your husband, your wife, your kids, your job. It is none of their fault. Move them out of the way. Take the finger, point it back at you, and look in the mirror and say, you're the man. That's your fault. Nobody else's. If you want to fix you, you have to fix You, not everybody else, and you can't rely on anybody else to fix you. You can't say, well, I'm going to let the Lord work on me. He is working on you by giving you the word. Now you need to take the word and do what you have to do. Look at doctors. They're given the knowledge. Does the knowledge perform the surgery? No, the doctor takes the knowledge and uses the knowledge to perform the surgery. The knowledge and the wisdom of medicine is not what cures a person. It is the person who applies the knowledge and wisdom of medicine who cures people. It's the same way with us. It is not the word of God itself that cures you. It is you taking the word of God in by faith and applying the word of God that cures you. If it's the word of God that does it alone, then why do you have so many people that are reading the Bible that are bound? Why do you have so many people that are praying that are bound? Why do you have so many people that are going to church that are confused? You want to know why? Because they're not applying the word of God in their lives, in their mind, in the in their every day-to-day going, in the certain way of how they do things. No, they're going off of their own mind, their own instruction, their own feelings scratch that scratch what you got take on gods you can't go wrong providing you have God's understanding and not yours see so many people want to have their own understanding of things and then they wonder why things don't work well if you were told to do things a certain way and you didn't do them that way that you were taught but you did it most of the way and then threw in your own little shindig or whatever the case may be yeah, that's why you messed up. Nobody told you to add your own feelings or two cents in. You were told, follow these instructions. If you didn't follow the instructions to the T and you were messed up, there's your problem. So, hey, this is me. I'm going to go ahead and end it here. You know, I love the word of God. I can, man, I can go, I can go talk about this for forever but uh yeah we're gonna go ahead and end it here um if y'all want to hear more on this message by all means shoot me a comment shoot me a like shoot me a thumbs up on it say hey you know this was a good message preach more give us more you know um, uh, uh matter of fact yeah uh shoot me a message on facebook and just you know give me a thumbs up uh go to facebook messenger Or just go to my Facebook page, uh, Lyle Lucky Lewis. It's L-Y-I-E-L-L-U-C-K-Y-L-E-W-I-S. Of course, not all one word. Um, Yeah, and just send me a facebook message and just give me a thumbs up and say let's hear more and i'll continue more on with this message if not then i'll be coming to you with a part two of this message about the wise and i'll be breaking that down and i'll be just i'm i'm just gonna go in the direction that the lord leads me on that message and we're just gonna have a good time just talking about the word of god so until then you guys take care god bless